Howdy time, cowboys. Welcome, everybody. It's our Loki rewatch and no recap and review podcast. Okay. This is... Nope. <laughs> You're fired. Adam, give it Aren't a shot. Aren't you glad that I am doing it? <laughs> yeah. Adam, you give it a go. Wait, is this still the knock-knock joke? No, it's not the knock-knock joke we talked about before recording. None of the audience knows what that it means. So, yeah, but it is the knock-knock joke. You were right. Welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are recapping and reviewing Loki Season 1, Episode 4, The Nexus Event. I'm Adam, and with me today is Ryan and James. Hello. We have a pro on our hands. You know, I do what I can for you guys. It's fine. In the future, when we're doing a podcast, when it's just James and me, we'll just have you come in, cameo at the beginning, and then leave. Just do the intro. I mean, if that's what you need, I'm here for you. <laughs> the rate at which I'm being slowly pushed out of the podcast is <laughs> really ramping up these days. This will just become the Chad and Adam podcast at some point. <laughs> slowly but surely, it is the Chad and Adam show. When Chad and Adam... Like actually record an episode without us. That's gonna be like a sad day. <laughs> yeah, that will be a weird one. And that, but I'll still be editing it, so I will really make sure to put them in a bad as light as possible. Yeah, yeah, I, I am almost betting on it. This episode is called the Nexus Event, as you previously said so eloquently, Adam. It is written and directed mm-hmm. by the same people as last time, except. Eric Martin is also writing on it, a PA on Rick and Morty and Community. So once again, just like be around Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, and eventually you'll get to work on other cool shows. It feels like that formula has worked out for most of the staff of every Disney Plus show there is. And this show is so inspired by Rick and Morty. Whenever someone's like, oh, what does it mean to be a Loki or I'm a Loki? I'm just thinking like, oh, yeah, and I'm a Jerry, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a pickle wreck. I'm Adam. <laughs> uh, this was the first episode I liked. Oh, very <laughs> That's insane. cool. That's insane. The, it was the best one by yeah, far. I think so as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it, it gets going right away. And there are a lot of, uh, for one thing, I'm going to tease this one. James, I think your wild and out there theory for who's pulling the strings, I, I don't think it went up to be like the most likely one, but the percentage no. that it's right, that Miss Minutes is behind all of this, I think has gone up over this episode. Yeah. I like it too. I like that perspective. <laughs> really? You think it's Miss Min- I now I think Jonathan Majors is going to show up. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no. I don't think it's Miss Minutes. I just think the odds <laughs> are that better. It is Miss Minutes right. has gone up. The, but I the do stock think on yes on Miss Minutes is going through the roof. Sell now. Right. But I I think uh Kang is still 1 to 2 and and Jonathan Majors is going to show up at least a little bit whether it's post credit scene or not. But as we port back into Loki, Season 1, Episode 4, the Nexus event, we go to a intact Asgard, one that has not crumbled as of yet, and we see a younger Ravona Renslayer and her TVA pals snatch up a little girl who you have to assume is young Sylvie. Said young lady bites the shit out of Ravona and takes the Tempad once they get back to the TVA and gets away. And it seems as though Ravona lets her leave but that is not confirmed. And we came back to a version of the present where it's Ravona thinking about this, slightly troubled by it. 
And this scene, I think, just points out that the TVA steals kids. So uh, they might be the bad guys. I think they're the bad guys. But I have a question about the um, Asgard. Like, okay, so different timelines and different Lokis. And in this case, we're following Loki. How come Asgard looks exactly the same? It is the exact same. Well, it's the exact same, except all the genders are different. In her world, Odin is a woman, and Frida is a man, and her big sister Thor. That's the only thing that's different. So it's just changing the people, but the settings are exactly the same? He's positing nonsense. He has no idea. It doesn't make any sense anyway, because there's only supposed to be one timeline. So why (laughs) is there a girl, Loki, living out her whole life? It doesn't make any damn sense. You guys are getting like I, into the nitty gritty. I, I was half that's... expecting Thor to walk in as a child, but that didn't happen. No, I, I think the only like you can take away from the scene is that she was playing with a a little version of the giant wolf, so that's yeah. probably still around, and also a dragon, the one that Thor is fighting at the beginning of Ragnarok, so that's probably mm-hmm. still around. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, if you think like you have, either of you have into this more than a little bit, it becomes a little stupid. All right, I'll stop. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Ravona Renslayer stands outside a big old door where it seems as though she has a meeting with her bosses. So we might get to meet the space-time lizards, and we see them illuminate in a chamber that is a bit much... And we cut to the title sequence. The chamber has a red light background that, again, would infer that those are the bad guys. Yeah. And also, like, the jackbooted Nazis, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And then, wow, Owen Wilson is back. Thank Kang. Wow. Thank Kang Owen is back. (laughs) He's here to carry (laughs) the show. And... He does. I gotta say, uh, this episode, the most things happened in it, which is why yeah, I for really sure. liked it. But there mm-hmm. were, and th- I swear to God, I've never done this any other show we've written. I didn't even do this with the Snyder Cut, man. But specifically, in two scenes, I think in, in, in an early scene that we're about to get to, where like Loki and Sylvie are talking, and then later, when Mobius and Ravona were talking, I hit the like, skip 10 seconds button, which I never do. But I was like, Whoa. I know where this conversation is going, but I'd like to just get to the end of it. Like, Jesus. That is the worst <laughs> version of an eye roll during a show. Also, like, <laughs> it is something that is a luxury that you can do now. Like, when you're watching Price is Right and you're on a sick day and you're five or six years old, you can't just be like, oh, I, I just want to get to the part where the, the wheel spins and we know the number already. <laughs> it's so good watch for everything. watching horror movies. Because, like, in between the scenes, if something happens where it's like, okay, they're establishing happy family, happy family, happy family, I get it. Skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds, okay, scene where something happens. Oh, that is not how I would watch a horror movie with the skip 10 seconds, because I'm uh, what you would call a little bitch and really bad at watching horror movies. So, like, I don't, I cannot have the option to skip things in a horror movie, because I'll just end up watching none of it. Like, the way I'll watch it with the skip button is basically, like, it's a happy family, and then <laughs> right. at the end, they're all gone, and I don't know why. Right, Ryan watches the Amityville horror, and he's like, oh, happy family, happy family. Skip, 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 skip. Oh, now just the dads left. What's up with that? Oh, <laughs> I wonder where they went. Where did they go? Oh, well. Anyway, end of movie. It took me 15 minutes. So, uh, Mobius, Mobius and Ravona talk about Sylvie and Loki getting away, 
And Mobius asks for access to Hunter C-20 to figure out what she meant by it's real. But apparently she's dead, which is sus as fuck. Mm. We port back to one of many apocalypses, although this is the one we currently care about because Sylvie and Loki are chilling there at the end of the world. They give us the trailer image that we saw of them talking, but it's been changed. They put like two spotlights on them. So in case there was anyone like, but how are they so well lit? (laughs) Is the lighting? Not not enough purple hue. Uh, This is one of the scenes I skipped through, but we do kind of get Sylvie's backstory, which is that she, after we see her escape from Ravona, she just like lived out the rest of her life. Like, you know, she would just go back to like after the Titanic sailed and just like spend a week on there. And that was how she lived her whole life. <laughs> yeah, she was straight up yanked, and then she ran through Nexus events, always making a timeline go nutty by her presence as she went, until she found out about the apocalypse thing, and that's where she grew up. The ends of a thousand worlds, which was a good line. Uh, and then this is one, what, though, sadly, that she and Loki are almost definitely going to die, and the show will be over. And, what the, and, that, and that they fall in love. <laughs> the power of love saves them. Yeah, it wasn't the friendships they made along the way. It was the romantic relationship that they made along the way. They were going to bang each other themselves. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, it's self-care. Back at the TVA, Mobis and Hunter B-15 discuss how they definitely know nothing of C-20 or where the Lokis are. But they both seem kind of suspect about C-20. And Owen Wilson's not telling her any more of the truth than he doesn't know. And then the Lokis in their minds are plotting and scheming about how they're going to get out of this and who they're going to be mischievous to next. But that's definitely not happening. They're just waiting to die while discussing what makes a Loki a Loki. Sylvie posits that it is that they are destined to lose. And Loki's like, no, no, we're always destined to lose. But then we survive, which happens like eight times in this episode alone. And yeah, Loki just keeps living and not dying. And, well, the timeline branch is going wild because, like, they're about to bone, I guess. Yeah. And, like, but I, I still wonder, like, that doesn't make any sense in the rules of what we've already learned. Like, so what if they bone? Then the world ends and there's no trace of their boning left over. Uh, okay. <laughs> right? Well, I'm sorry to ruin this for you. But earlier this week, the show's creator confirmed that there won't be romantic feelings between the two mischievous devils. But in fact, they have just found out that neither of them are alone. And that's what's happening. Which sucks. Exactly. Because I I wanted them to have intercourse with each other and see where that little ditty went. Right? Right. (laughs) See how that affected them. what's that like? Sacred timeline. We've already had, you know, siblings and, and nieces and nephews banging on Game of Thrones. So, like, why can't? You bang yourself from an alternate dimension. That's that's, yeah. prob- that's less fucked up in my mind. And that was the vibe that was happening. Like, I, I don't think his statement is able to take me off the track of like, oh no, they were gonna fuck. They were gonna. Because like, it's not even. It's not really you, right? If it's a girl version of you, so like the DNA is not the same. It's not actually you. Okay, we're not talking about like a bet that was asked of you in sixth grade. Like, this is at the cafeteria table. It was like, okay, but what if it's a girl? It's still you, but it's a girl. Well, what about this? What about this? Instead of it them boning being the Nexus event that skews the timeline, what if it's them dying that's, that skews the timeline? Because oh. as it gets closer and closer to that asteroid smashing into them, that timeline's freaking out. 
maybe they're not supposed to die here, and that's the thing that they're seeing on that monitor. Mm, Maybe. Maybe. I think it was mostly that they were going to be dying in their arms tonight, and it must have been something either one of them said. (laughs) At that moment, Mobius and Loki are together once more when two doors behind Sylvie and Loki open up, and they just, like, jump through that thing. And immediately, the moment that Loki and Mobius are back together, the show gets a million times better as they start bickering. They put Loki in some sort of bad memory prison. But right before, Loki tells Mobius the truth, although it is a bit of a boy called boy boy called wolf or whatever boy boy cried wolf boy named boy said wolf out loud and uh he said that the tva (laughs) is lying to mobius but mobius is like (laughs) wait really and hunter 20 or no humper hunter that yeah hunter Hunter 20 which one's that (laughs) hunter 15 overhears that as well and is interested and i gotta wonder like is the fact that they cast Womni Mosaku from Lovecraft Country, who played Ruby, is her being in the show some like Quicksilver in uh, WandaVision shit, where they're like, "Oh, you think Jonathan Majors is going to be in this because Womni Mosaku is?" Because that's what I think. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. No, yeah, no, her last name is Boner too. But don't you think like because of they put the one Lovecraft Country character in? So they must put the other one in. Oh my god! I don't they think came that's a here rule. together. <laughs> it's so drastically different. <laughs> yes, she hears that the TVA is lying to them, and she got enchanted by Sylvie earlier in the series, and is like, "What did he fucking say?" He Loki, that is, is in a bad mem prison, being kneading the balls over and over again by Sif, <laughs> who it's been announced that she will be in Thor: Love and Thunder, so it makes then it makes sense for her to show up once more. The last time we saw her was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they've been very adamant that that never existed. So I suppose the last time we saw her was Dark World. Yuck. Oh, yeah. No. They got screwed out of... Uh, she specifically got screwed out of Ragnarok, and then the other two Warriors 3 got like killed off in their one scene. Well, that's because she got a TV show, right? Like, okay. she was on the TV show, so she couldn't be murdered, and then that TV show was stricken from the canon and now she's back so i think she's actually the one who made out the best right she was just on vacation during <laughs> she took a asgardian hiatus right not being helpful does she is she going to have any guilt for like all of her friends dying and her taking a beach vacation what's going on there i also have a question i have a question about this sacred timeline oscilloscope thing that all of a sudden is flatlined when at the end of episode two it was freaking out well they what must happened have, to the that? only explanation is that they very quickly dispatched agents to all the bomb areas and set things right yeah uh, but they didn't say anything it no just, they said nothing yeah they said nothing and, and, it, that, and it's all that's a, sudden a single fixed. line of dialogue too like good thing we got the agents out in time yeah right <laughs> i respect your feelings on this subject but my mind i was like they fixed that over (laughs) yeah so that's what it was at first and then i'm like wait a second that was such a massive ending to episode two and then and now it's just yeah it doesn't matter you're right as you do bring it up it is concerning that they just like have a cliffhanger ending and they're like and then that went away because yeah it just disappeared if they do it once it was because they can do it again it's because she said to bomb back in time to like a Miami apartment, and then they're like, "Oh shit, no, we can't put that in there." 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, Can my I put Christ. this in there in this show? <laughs> is that too soon? They died very recently, those people. Jesus. This is a... Well, it's what? like in Captain an American Soldier when they had to cut out the pandemic uh, plot line. You're talking on borrowed time. I'm not sure this part's in. <laughs> I well, have to think uh, about this. <laughs> let's right, take let, two. Let, can, can we can we rework that in a, in a more palatable way? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she sent one of the bombs back to September 11th, 2000. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I just just take that shovel. Just take that shovel. Keep on going. Oh, I think that's part. I think it's making it. Honestly, I'll be honest <laughs> oh, with you. Gosh. Okay. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Mobius goes up to see Ravona. She won't let him talk to Sylvie, which again is sus as fuck. As he yeah. walks back to his Loki, he runs into B-15 standing outside Sylvie's cell. And when he says to her the crazy idea that the TVA is lying to them, her face gets all like, what the fuck? And then he's like, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, cool. Moving on. Loki then finds the time cell loop version where Sif doesn't knee him in the groin when he makes it clear to her that he's an attention-seeking narcissist. But she does leave on her patented you'll be alone forever move and you always will be which is harsh and then mobius takes him back to his office super sad mobius does the loki thing in this scene he's like oh my god well, it's a it's a good thing you don't care about sylvie because we just killed her or no, so she's kill her. dead now we pruned her which i think we have come to understand pruned. is different from just being killed well, you say that in retrospect now that you get to the end of the episode, but yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But and yes. pruned doesn't sound like gone forever. That sounds like a less extreme term. Well, so what they're going for here, the whole idea of like the branching pathway, how you prune uh, a branch oh, yeah. on, on a bush yeah. or a tree. But it always so, grows like, back, baby. Well, yeah, you, you cut it off, but it, it's, it goes somewhere when it falls down falls down right. to the ground so maybe there's like a shitty time dumpster where you get pruned and you dropped into <laughs> mm. there unless moses is involved in the bush and then it lights itself on fire <laughs> that bible reference is that on point or no do you think it's bad I mean... <laughs> too soon right is that one too soon that one's the one that's too soon the one that's in the bible i was gonna go with the one from inside out where it's the memory dump where we lost old Oh, our old pal Bing Bong. Don't you. Oh, that is too soon. That is too soon. Bing Bong so is what I'm taking out of the show. How yeah, dare you that, bring it up? That's disgusting. You're disgusting, Adam. I'm sorry. I, just I don't forgive thrive. you. I, I thrive off of that. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all of this pushes Loki to an emotional brink. And he kind of goes over the edge and tells the exact truth, which is that everyone who works at the TVA is a variant. And Mobius doesn't believe him. But there's obviously a tinge of maybe and he puts loki back in time prison as we cut to b15 going through something in the hallway like she definitely knows she's being fucked well is the next scene where she like meets with sylvie that's correct in in the in the yeah like the hurricane doomsday Mm -hmm. yeah and then she bewitches her and she's like oh my god i had a life i was happy i was in chicago in the 1950s in a better show. <laughs> oh, wow. You're not wrong, but Jesus Christ. Actually, a few things happened before that. Let's. Well, I'll catch up to you really fast. 
Mobius goes up and closes the case with Ravona, but he's a bit distracted. It's becoming more clear to him that he is possibly being lied to. He takes a quick look at the pen as he writes his name on a piece of paper, getting the Loki case off his desk. Perhaps the high school on the pen that we saw earlier is where he went to school and Ravona took it as she kidnapped him from like a jet mm. ski accident where he was supposed to die, <laughs> but didn't. I noticed that too, though, the, the quick glance. Yep. So they discuss where on the timeline they travel to if they had a chance, which they do. Which Mobius points out immediately. He's like, we that we can do that exact thing. And by the way, like I'm a little hung up. Why you wouldn't let me interrogate Sylvie? And then he's like, okay, fine. Like I would be with you, right here with you. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. That's cute. You're lying, but that's cute. Anyway, he makes her go put a sword on the wall, and he switches out their temp pads, but. Also, at the same time, learning that the timekeepers want to see Loki's execution and wants Mobius to be there as well. And that's gross. What? Why are they stalling? Is it only like narratively that they have to be stalling? Mm. And then Mobius says he's going to skedaddle and Ravona's like, why? We could have boned. And he's like, well, I just stole all your shit and I got to get the fuck out of here. Only one drink, dude? You don't want to get me shwasty? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I, I have stolen property on me. I have to leave. Well, did you guys think <laughs> that there was sexual tension between those two? I did a little bit, yeah. Okay, I never felt Less that. sexual tension than the Lokis had, but still some. Weren't they, like, engaged in something? Mm, in the it, ha- it didn't, ca- didn't Chad say that was in the canon? No, the canon is that Ravona Renslayer is, like, loved by Kang, and she doesn't mm. love him back. And oh, in I the comic you. that he, like, is like, oh, you don't love me back? I'll show you how strong I am. And he kidnaps the entire Avengers. I'm going to conquer. Right. His whole thing is, that's what his thing is. Yeah. He's, he's King the Conqueror. But it is also said in the first episode that Ravona and Mobius do have a past. But that past could just be that she was the variant who got him as a variant and brought him back to the right. TVA. But they also said something about just like being really good friends, like having a very long standing friendship. Oh, yeah. They fought. Oh, 100%. In the past. Man. They fought. FWB. What's the B stand for? Friends with benefits. Oh. <laughs> but then he pulls the switcheroo. He's, he's learning from Loki. He does all this Loki shit in this episode. Yeah. Maybe he's a Loki variant. We oh, know shit. Do you with Dude, the fucking what? The scorching hot take. <laughs> yeah, Mobius goes to the library to be alone because nobody reads books. And then he searches through Ravona's time pad. It says that C20 is deceased for real. But there's a video file, and the video file shows that they were interrogating C20, and C20 was, like, not cloudy at all. She knew exactly what was happening, and when she said, it's real, it's real, it's real, what she was talking about was her goddamn life, and at that point, Ravona ends the transmission, and Mobius is like, God, I got you, bitch. I think, like, the nicest line is, like, so he goes, and he, he reconciles with Loki. And then they're going to, like, leave and go find Sylvie. And then Ravona shows up. And this was, for me, the best, like, character moment in the entire show. The best line is when he's like, you know where I would go if I could go anywhere? I'd go back to the life that you kidnapped me from. And then she just Mm. immediately kills him. Oh, my God. That was such a sad moment because he knew he was going to die. Like, he he had come to terms with the fact that what was going to happen to him was death although at this point the audience kind of knows that we'll probably see him again but not in this way before this loki says like how about you believe me a loki the word of your friend 
And then Mobius is like, oh, you God. son of a bitch, I'm in. And then they go and Ravona <laughs> fucks it all up. And right. yeah, I assume we'll see him again like on a jet ski and he'll be on like his Sea-Doo GTX and he'll be having like the time of his life on the regular timeline. Loki is there like just checking in on him. And then Owen Wilson does like a misty flip and he looks over at Loki, who he doesn't know, and they both look at each other and it's like, wow, wow. And then the series ends. A misty flip? Yeah. I never thought I'd die fighting alongside a Loki. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, this is sad. Fucking Mobius dies and Ravona killed him. Obviously, she is... She's either the bad guy or she is fighting for a thing that we all just don't quite understand, but... A means to an end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ravona then goes and sees Sylvie and finds out that B-15 was in there with her prior, putting out an alert that B-15 needs to also be pruned, which is a bummer. The, I, I don't... I can't... I don't want to ruin the end of Lovecraft Country, but the moment they were like, we're going to prune B-15, I was like, you can't do this to me you can't do it i've just prune her off screen (laughs) yeah an off-screen pruning ravona brings sylvie and loki to an elevator sylvie asks ravona what the nexus event even was you know you came and got me what was the nexus event that caused you to do that and with a smirk she said she doesn't remember which is is she full of shit i think so a hundred percent 100%. 100%. You could, it was, like, gratifying to ladder. Uh, which is some evil person shit. That's not some, like, end justify the means. I'm taking yeah, care of the true. timeline. I'm hoping other people don't die kind of thing. Because in that moment, Lady Loki was, was, like, that was such a huge deal for her. And this person just made it like it was a blip in their freaking radar. It's bullying is what it is. And this is an anti-bullying bully. podcast. You say what, bullying? What a bully. I'm liking Ravona less and less, and I gotta say, as they arrive at the Timekeepers, whose lair is apparently the world in which the steps from Harry Potter live, <laughs> uh, the Timekeepers, once they are illuminated, it was like, oh, these are CGI. They're not even well-done CGI. And they have like a, now a full conversation with Sylvie and Loki, like... About how they're like, you're scared of us. And then one side is like, the other side is like, no, we're not scared. And the other side's like, you should be. You should be scared. And the other side's like, we're not, bitch. The timekeeper on the left, <laughs> when that when they started talking, I laughed out loud. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like it sounded like, uh, it sounded like a video game. <laughs> yeah. It's like really you know, like, well, one of them like, is like an old man when he's like, well, you could still serve the, the, the timeline. <laughs> but he was like, bruh, 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 bruh. Why, yeah, why is one an old West prospector? I mean, like, yeah, they are a cosmic disappointment. <laughs> and like, why are they teasing them? This is some Dr. Evil shit. Just kill them. You go freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. <laughs> And as they are about to be deleted, B-15 comes in and takes their shit off. Uh, like B-15 has obviously been convinced that a life has been stolen from her. She put a collar on Sylvie that doesn't work and just falls off. And now without magic, all of the guards, Ravona and the two Lokis, have a karate fight. But it's great. It's fine because they're all great at karate. And this reminded me of what you brought up last time, James. Like, Okay, we're getting a choreographed fight scene without any magic. 
and Loki doesn't have a super strength apparently, and they're all just black belts all of a sudden, and <laughs> it's kind of annoying. It was a little awkward. It was a little awkward, too. You don't get a sense from any of the Thor movies that, like, Loki's an especially good fighter. He's just got super strength and does magic shit. But, like, yeah, everyone's Neo from the Matrix in this show. (laughs) Except for B-15, who immediately just gets smashed in the face and falls to the ground. Loki is 2v1-ing some fools, and Ravona plus Sylvie getting into a 1v1. And all these fights are dumb as fuck. Like, they're not going well. They're poorly choreographed. Oh, yeah. And then the timekeepers, one of which gets their heads taken straight off the bodies, is shown to be robots. Of course. Of course they are. Yeah. And... Puppets. You have to ask the question, like, where is Kang, or He Who Remains, or Doctor Doom, or Miss Minutes, or Loki Prime? Which one's behind the curtain? Which one's pulling the strings? Interesting. And they better explain why they brought the Lokis into the room to be teased by robots. Because, like, if they never do, then this is just some goofy fucking Scooby-Doo shit. Like, I guarantee you they don't explain it. Bring them in front of the robots so we can bully them before we kill them. (laughs) I want to poke them with a stick before I make it glow and prune them and send them to a wherever the fuck. Loki then is about to confess, by the way, his undying love for himself uh, slash Sylvie when he then also gets pruned. And if we're following the pattern, the next thing that will happen after he dies is that he'll immediately steal the Tesseract. But again, right? Like how many times has he died and been like, oh, Tesseract. Got it. Cool. Very true. Right when this happened, very quickly, like some neurons fired in my brain, and I was like, oh, how interesting. Yes, kill off uh, Owen Wilson and kill off Loki because now Sylvie will be the main character of the last two episodes. This is like some George R. R. Martin shit. And then, you know, immediately after I came to my senses, and I was like, oh, okay, this just means that being pruned is not the same. Like they're not being killed, they're being teleported to the, the, the Phantom Zone. Right, you had hope for a moment, which uh, was ill-advised. But yes, the pruning thing that was called previously is true. Sylvie immediately threatens Ravona and wants to know everything. But she doesn't kill her, which is perhaps a callback to Ravona letting her go, maybe, as a child. And then it hits the end of the episode. But we get our first mid credit scene. And what we all called is true. Pruning ain't dying. It's a time prison, basically, with the other variants of yourself. Maybe maybe that's just what's happening to Loki, who wakes up in a version of New York City with a fucked up Avengers Tower behind him. Maybe this is a oh, yeah. timeline where the nuke hit, so it's like an apocalypse. And, and staring him down are many other versions of himself who tell him to come with them if you want to live and uh, not die for the 80th time in the MCU. And looking at him is... Kid Loki and Black Loki wielding Mjolnir, so he's worthy yeah, as fuck. Worthy Loki, yeah. Well, is that Mjolnir? Yeah. It, it, is it? it? Is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, 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 well, so it's Thorky. Yeah, it's and Thorky. Then, and then and, it's, there's a Golden old Age Loki. Loki. Go- <laughs> the Walmart, his, Walmart brand well, Loki. No, he's, he's in his Golden Age comic outfit. And then, of course, the most famous of Lokis, Reptile Loki. <laughs> reptile Loki. <laughs> the Wait, alligator. Reptile Loki there? That's the alligator. It's I like a monitor lizard or an alligator. Kid or something. Loki yeah. is like holding an alligator and has a backpack that looks like he puts the alligator in. <laughs> so, so weird. Kid, Kid I Loki, laughed out loud when this scene came up. Kid Loki's a uh, uh, character in in Ms. Marvel comics, so maybe this guy will also appear in that. 
MCU show. Hmm. I think yeah. they'll all die somehow. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! But into the Loki verse we go. Yes, I'm interested in worthy Loki. the Loki verse. <laughs> Me too. Although this was the scene that I was like, Miss Minutes, huh? Right, pulling all the strings. Oh, also there was like a one-off line in this episode where Owen Wilson's character Merbius says, "You know, we've brought in Cree." We've brought in titans. We brought in vampires. Vampires, but, right? But these ones are just crazy. And and you know the Kree is not that interesting. Titans is kind of interesting because That's we were Thanos. on Thanos's planet at one point, and like that would suggest there's another timeline where it doesn't get destroyed. But the as you said, most interesting one by far is yeah. vampires. Absolutely setting up Blade, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's gotta come on, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, are they bringing Snipes back? Is he uh, has he passed his tax evasion? Has he evaded taxes so hard that he's back in the MCU? <laughs> Didn't they? Weren't they rebooting Blade? Yeah, that's what yeah, I just said. Be Blade, that's the point. There's an MCU Blade coming. Oh, it's well. So is it's not gonna be Wesley Snipes though? Sadly, well, he's too old now. There's gonna be Listen, somebody younger. Could be old Blade. The Snipes is fine. never too old, James. <laughs> Wait, isn't it gonna be? Am I making this up, or is it gonna be? Uh, Mahershala Ali. Mm. Wait while I Google. I don't know. This is while I Google. And then you are right. Wow, good job. Oh, ah, hey, like a broken clock. He was in the green right twice book, a day. Wasn't is that he? is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna read you the top five or ten, depending on how good they are. Reddit comments on this yeah. episode, and then you two give me your feelings on the subject. So nice. There it is. There are four more Lokis. Comic accurate and all. Pruning isn't death. Looks like there are descent to another timeline. Do you think it's a time prison or just like thrown into an apocalypse? It's interesting because do we know if these other Lokis are variants that were captured and then pruned? Like, is that what where he is? That's the assumption. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that that the classic one is so accurate to the comics. Like literally Halloween costumes. Right. The way they're going is if Sylvie got pruned, she would also be here because it's yeah. the place where all the Lokis are kept. Although they did so they just do this, New York. this same thing in WandaVision with the Golden Age costumes. It's a, oh my god. That's true. But that literally was Halloween in their world. <laughs> like right. it was a joke. Speaking of WandaVision, they just changed the last five or ten seconds, the post credit scene. And, oh yes. And, uh, to basically match up to what is going to be probably the beginning or middle of the Doctor Strange movie to like put a invisible Doctor Strange just like flying down and more trees and it's just setting up that Wanda is going to be the uh, the bad guy. It's like a you called it a George Lucas retcon and it kind of is, James. Yeah. Well, now I'm wondering like should we should we go through every MCU movie with like a fine tooth comb? To, like, oh God. is this some kind of Gonzo marketing campaign for Loki? Where like, because of the TVA or shit, like stuffs changing throughout the whole MCU. Wouldn't that be it? That would be a very interesting marketing campaign, and you could do it with something like Disney Plus, right? Like, we've changed one thing in every piece of entertainment that we've put out ever. Go and someone's find going it. to look. Yeah. Yep, someone's someone is going to find it. Someone is going to post about it. Someone is going to find it immediately. Oh, yeah, so like fast. tomorrow. <laughs> they're going to use that go ahead 10 seconds button to their advantage. And they're going to find it real quick. But it will not be me. I'll tell you that right now. Also, by the way, I just remembered that we didn't say anything about the Patreon. Patreon.com slash HBO Boys. 
H-B-O-B-O-I-Z for one or more dollar a month. We do a bunch of stuff. Go to Patreon.com. Give us money. Anyway. Yeah, well, the other theory I've heard about where you go when you're pruned is you go to Battle World, which is a thing in the what? MCU. Oh. It's like a, a, a nexus area between time and space and multiverses where, like, you go and fight in a coliseum, basically. So you it's battle like a, a other multi-dimensional other pruned multi-dimensional coliseum where it's like and now uh the universe where hulk is a dog will fight the universe where hulk is an old lady very <laughs> interested in that fight i would love to see that and i put money on the dog seeing mobius talk about wanting his life back as he got pruned was so sad so sad said swag monkey underscore 420 underscore Oh, 420 Blaze it, yeah. If there's a Loki verse, there must be a Mobius verse where <laughs> everyone is a jet ski. <laughs> I, I want to see, see that show. Richard E. Grant has arrived as the old Loki. I, uh, I was, I'm excited to see him. I hate him. <laughs> Not the person, oh. <laughs> but I just like hate the character so much from Star Wars that it's kind of weirdly made me hate his face do you think he will redeem himself in this role to me i mean maybe that is a great point adam yeah yeah i mean i'm here for it i'm here for it i just want more lovecraft country Lovecraft <laughs> Country season two has not been confirmed yet but forgetting his name now williams michael williams uh, yeah he's, he said that there might be a season two he wants there to be a season two he thinks there will be but that it's not in production yet there's like eight movies in production about the Tulsa massacre now. Like they were like, oh my God, two TV shows did it. Let's make a million movies about it. Which like, you know, I'm sure there are things they haven't talked about. This is not about Loki. I'm moving on. Okay. So <laughs> out of all of them, are we putting our money on Kang? Is that what our f- feelings are on the yeah, subject? Yeah, I think so. No, I'm going to go ahead and go against what I think here since I haven't been right uh, in a single gotcha. one of these MCU shows here. Kang will not appear. The fact that they put Ruby in it is just a distraction to make us think that Jonathan mm. Majors is going to be in it. A Ruby herring. Yeah. A- a- Kang will not show up. He, if He perhaps will be alluded to, but that's all. I was telling Elliot off of this earlier that... It's going to be last scene, last episode, and then we're going to see, what is it, Ant-Man he's supposed to be in? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see Ant-Man, and then season two Loki will come out somewhere in there. And Adam. Yeah. I, yeah. C- call Elliot right now. Put him on speakerphone and ask him who the bad guy is. Okay. Hold on one second. Oh, baby. Is he going to say something unexpected? No. Yeah, we'll see. Uh-huh. Definitely not. I want to hear the rings, Adam. Hey, dude. God damn it. Hey, man. Uh, Can you do me a favor? Depends. Can you tell me who you think the bad guy in Loki is? It's totally Kang. It's Uh, totally Kang. Yeah. Where do you think he's going to appear in the... Do you think he's going to appear in this season, or are they going to wait? It's hard to say, but if they want to be dramatic, I would say... Like a last scene in the final episode of this season. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Lead into Ant Man. Yeah. Mm. But they might just tease 
the whole fact of it and they might like say his name but never actually show it Uh aha so those are my two theories fair okay great thanks bye thank thank elliot for calling up on the show i hung up on him okay (laughs) (laughs) so is 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 elliot like the that octopus that chooses the world cup winners is is he always right He does. He has a hundred percent on any question we've ever 100%, asked him. Hundred percent accurate. Do you remember when that octopus got it right every game of the World <laughs> yeah. Cup? And I think there was a moment where, like, one of every person of every religion was like, "Do I switch? Right? Is the Why octopus God?" The octopus? Yeah. Well, we have two episodes left. Yeah. Both the main I'm characters in, are fucking dead, but Loki is with like a posse now. We are going to we're going to have probably like a Ravona and Sylvie storyline along with a Loki and Pals storyline. And then Mobius might just be gone. Do you think we'll see Mobius before like a post credit scene at all again? Uh, Well, now that we know what happens after you get pruned, I think so. Next episode. Who's he fighting? Is he fighting like Hulk, like Corgi Hulk or? (laughs) Corgi Hulk. Why not? Or maybe maybe he has some TVA weapons. Oh my god! Shit. Okay, they get like sadistic with it, and they make him fight a sentient jet ski. Uh, right. Oh my! Like, god. He has to kill the man who invented the jet ski. He's like, I don't want it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> As he stabs him through the heart slowly, <laughs> just one tear. Was, so review of the episode, just real quick. Uh, it was it was the best one by far. I agree. And. Hey, James, if the next two mm-hmm. episodes are of this quality and the ending is not, I don't think, world shifting, but like shifting to a point where it matters to you, it matters to the MCU, it's something that will have to be explained in more than one sentence in whatever movie it's inserted into, uh, like, you know, the the show will require a paragraph, not a sentence. Will you end up liking the show better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, perhaps. I I, I still kind of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but not. I don't think it's a better show or it's even a good show. I just enjoyed watching and talking about it more. But um, yeah, I do. I do want to talk about um, Clayton Jacobson the second. Eh? Okay. He, uh, Before he, you get to Clayton he, Jacobson he, the second, I, yeah. I just want to point out the Lokis and the. Uh, way he was looking up at them the same way he was looking up in the Avengers. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Remember that? I just like that that they brought that angle back. Okay, who is Clayton Jacobs the second? So Clayton Jacobson the second was a Norwegian born American inventor who actually before he invented the jet ski, he worked in wholesale Jesus and foods. Christ. And uh <laughs> So he was also like a really into motorcycling as a hobby, and he literally he was just like, "What if a motorcycle was on the water?" That's, <laughs> that's how he had the idea. I you, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> now looking up a person, he was he's born still alive. In 19- he's still alive. Th- yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Jeez. We should Wait, get him no, to no, sign no. a jet ski. Okay. No. He. He published an autobiography in 2013. He was born in 1933. I refuse to believe this person's alive. 92 years old. There's a picture of him (laughs) as a teenager, and he is svelte. (laughs) Svelte. I do like that, though. He's like, what about a motorcycle? But at the beach, in the water. Right. And there there was a puff, like, in between that sentence. What about a motorcycle? (laughs) 
Well, that's how easy it was to invent something in the 1960s. Yeah, you just said like, exactly. "What about this?" But it did it, it did something else. Like, what about a mouse trap for bears? And there you go, yes, bear trap. that was also like the same way in how easy it was to pitch movies, like in the 70s and 80s. Okay, it's a volcano movie, but it's in space. Boom, done. Yes, we're making that fucking movie. Do you have a a James reading series for us? Yeah, I was looking around for one, and I couldn't find one. Uh, there was a very funny article, not very long, where they were just like, we asked Eric Bana if he's ever going to come to the MCU, and he's like, no one's asked me. <laughs> I was like, well, that's kind of sad. I was sipping water. <laughs> I made a mistake. I made a mistake of the timing of that. <laughs> they have been, They deleted my phone number. Kevin Feige has been ghosting me for 15 years. <laughs> Well, yeah, this was fun. I have a a review of the new Conjuring movie that me and Adam, but not this Adam, the other Adam did. Yeah. And I'll try to get that out soon, too. And then I'm still working on the episode three of our Call of Cthulhu game. It's coming along at a slow pace, but I, I like how it's going. And I recently released the trailer for Nothing Star Academy. It has Adam in it. Very excited. And that will be dropping... Uh, the first episode will be dropping on September 1st, and there's a Twitter you can go and follow, and so you can do all of that. James is going to be in the first season, too. I'm writing his episode now. Yeah. It's be super neat. You get name-checked in the first episode. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, hey, your name is Dr. Jonathan Scheitlieb or Shitlieb? <laughs> Scheitlieb. <laughs> Shite. Okay. I like, I like Shitlieb. Or, or, or Shet, Shetlieb is good, too. Shit. I think I said shite leave, so I think we're going to go with that. Yeah, it's too late now. It is way, yeah, it's, it's way too late but now. That, well, that's what I wanted, so it's good. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, did you guys see the early reviews for of, uh, Black Widow says, yeah, it's, it's fine. People say it <laughs> sucks. Fine. Really? Elliot and I are going to see it. Who said it oh, sucks? Oh, really? Yep. The show I watched that tells all, like, Easter eggs about Loki, they got an early version of it and said that, like, it was one of those, like, the fight teams were very well choreographed, but the rest was bad. Uh, well, I heard it's just one of those, like, unimportant MCU movies where it's like, nothing is tied to anything else, but it's a fun ride. Which they had such a... Uh, they they could have told an origin story for her. They could have showed us... What was the line uh, at, with Hawkeye, that sucky character, and Black Widow had... <laughs> Where they were discussing what happened to them, yep. and they were like, what "Well, you remember in, in Budapest, and that yeah. is addressed in the movie." Oh, it is. Yeah. Then I'll be fine. I'll go watch it. I'm cool. I mean, I'll watch anything. I just, uh, you know, uh, I like to be in a movie theater with a tub of popcorn. So. Oh my god! Yeah, as long as there's popcorn, I'll watch anything. Manos in the hands of fate. I'll watch that for the eighth time. Yo, I got it on Blu-ray. Let's set up some popcorn, dude. <laughs> yeah, put it on the projector in the backyard. The hands we, of hands of fate. Why don't we shoot an independent <laughs> film sequel to it in Andrew's backyard? I think we should. Do, it's crazy do you that. had to say sequel because one has already <laughs> been done by us. <laughs> that is not on the internet. You know what's weird? Like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff I had to take off the internet of stuff we made in high school. Yes, that is not even on the internet to be taken off. No, is, well, ni- neither is neither is the the 90 minute short film that we made because it was. A, a king's ransom of licensed music. Oh my god! 
That's true. Also, I think it could have been 20 minutes tops if we were really trying to whittle it down. Are you in that one, Adam? The, you know, the really long one? Uh, um, I don't think so. No, I filmed most of it. No, no, you are. You're the police chief. You get oh, yeah. No, wait. You're the wait. commissioner. Yeah, you are. You're in the yeah, sure, we'll go with it. Ryan yeah. and I and a bunch of our friends short <laughs> filmed filmed a 90-minute like piece of shit movie. Feature movie. length. I mean, it was backyards. feature length. To be fair, 45 minutes of it was an unchoreographed fight scene that uh, that's true i think could have been edited down right maybe. i played torgos from manos in the hands of fate and ryan played rusty from mad tv let's <laughs> i don't think that's a real thing one and two we need to stop talking about this i i, I need the no one uh, can find this no one can find it i can't find it and if someone else does don't watch it <laughs> And I'm Ryan. Yeah. And this and is this the West is I mean the Count HBO to Six Podcast. Podcast. Okay, thanks guys. We'll see you next week. Welcome, one and all, to Nothing Star Academy, the premier school for the violent wandering adventurer. Whether you're an eighth-year super senior anxious to graduate and become the homicidal murder hobo you always knew you could be, or you're but a lowly serf, just weeks from getting unceremoniously hit by a pigeon at full speed that signifies you've been hand-selected to attend our prestigious academy, I welcome you back to Nothing Star. Hello, I am Saratoga Random Dent Jones, but my one friend calls me Jonesy, and I welcome you to the show, the inaugural episode. (laughs) Very exciting. Hi, I'm Ryan Brady, and that was a trailer for Nothing Star Academy, a podcast about a school where D&D characters go to learn about being violent wandering adventurers, like they needed the help. It's not just D&D, it's fantasy characters, and sci-fi characters, and it's all the ones you know and love. I took Harry Potter and D&D and Lord of the Rings and, you know, you get it, and put them in a school, like Hogwarts, but different. Anyway, it is a podcast that will be premiering on September 1st, 2021, and dropping on the 1st and the 15th of the month afterwards. I've been working really hard on it, so... I definitely want you to listen to it. P.S. And by the way, you can come follow us on Nothing Star Pod on Twitter to get updates and stuff. I also host another podcast called The HBO Boys, where we recap and review television and movies, some of which aren't even on HBO, which I get is confusing. And if you listen to that show, you'll meet a lot of the pals that will be on Nothing Star in the future. It's like you were in a time machine, but for... for and with a podcast. Sounds good to me. Anyway, fuck, the phone rang. I gotta go. Please join us on September 1st, and I'm getting to it. And I'll see you there. Thanks. Bye. Bye.